Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today online here at Rethink Life Church. And I really do pray that you enjoy that extra hour of sleep. Come on, somebody. We need to get, let's get, some, get some praise hands going there in the chat. Uh, let us know if you enjoyed that little extra time of sleep. I know I did. And uh, when we fall back, that's always a, a great opportunity to hopefully catch up on some much needed rest. But we're so honored that you've chosen to join with us today. And we're kicking off a brand new series and uh, we're going to take it throughout the entire month of November. And I'm really excited because we're calling it Thanks Living. That's right. We're going to be learning how to live a lifestyle of gratitude in our lives. And obviously, many of us are um, all looking forward. And uh, hopefully, maybe you will, you will have the opportunity to take advantage of pushing pause from the busyness of your life and be able to enjoy Thanksgiving Day. Because when you think about it, there's one day out of the entire calendar year where everybody seems to slow down and push pause and take some time to truly reflect and give thanks for the things that matter the most. And I think now more than ever, uh, rather than you know, just setting aside one day to be Thanksgiving, I think every day should be a day of gratitude and thanks living. That is for sure. Because there's something about having a shift in our perspective when it comes to living a life of, of thanksgiving and truly a life of gratitude that has a profound effect on our lives and really those around us. I read something that was interesting about uh, former President Abraham Lincoln. In fact, on October the 3rd in 1867, Abe Lincoln, uh, he set forth, he issued a proclamation. And the proclamation was really a call to all American citizens to reflect and to acknowledge all of God's blessings and benefits in their lives. And I thought that was interesting. And the reason why is because the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, had really experienced kind of a, a new depth to his own personal faith in God. And even though it was in the middle in the midst of the Civil War at the time, he challenged and he called all of the people to reflect and to really take a moment to count all of God's blessings that they were to truly be thankful for. And what's interesting is as they reflected and as they responded to God's faithfulness and God's goodness, that ushered in the day that that proclamation that he set forth ushered in the day and established what we all know and all celebrate as Thanksgiving Day. You know, in a world that is focused on so much hostility and negativity, where there's so much chaos, you know, it's important that we remind ourselves and remember who is large and in charge. Because let me tell you something, it is not the government. It is not, you know, all of the other things of this world. Listen, it is our sovereign God who is all-knowing, He is all-powerful, and He is the one who is in control 
over all things. And that's the reason why I love the scripture in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Let all that I am, David said, praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that He does for me. Isn't that good? We should never forget the good things that He does for us. He forgives all my sins and He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. Aren't you thankful for that? Man, you ought to just take a moment and do a little, just do a little shout of praise and give God thanks because of who He is and all that He's done in your life. I know in my life, there's so much to be thankful for. I have so much to be grateful for. And the last thing I ever want is to forget all the good things that God has done for me. And that's the reason why we're starting this series called Thanks Living. Because God just put it on my heart. I think just in light of everything going on in our culture today, in light of uh, just the things that are beyond our control, you know, it's easy to be defeated. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to even get down and defeated and depressed because of all of the things we hear and we see and the uncertainty that looms around when it comes to our future. And I thought it would be fitting for us to set aside the month of November, especially leading up to on uh, November the 25th, on uh, Thanksgiving Day, that we should set aside some things that will help us truly capitalize on this month and set aside this month to be a month of thanksgiving and thanks living as we live a life of gratitude. And, and I like to make things very simple and very practical, okay? So with that, I believe this is going to be a very helpful series for you because what we're going to do is we're going to learn four things that the Bible teaches us when it comes to having a grateful heart, when it comes to thanksgiving and thanks living in our lives. As a matter of fact, um, here's the first thing that we're going to learn today, and that is one of the ways that we can actually express thanksgiving in our lives is through singing. In fact, I want you to write this down. Gratitude is the door to God's presence. And so what we're going to learn here in a few moments is we're going to learn how to sing praises to our God. Now, before you check out and you think to yourself, oh no, I'm not a singer. Well, let me just, let me just share something with you. Because if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, if you claim to be a Christian, you may be in a situation or maybe going through a season in your life where you feel as though God is distant from you. Maybe in many ways you feel like He is so disconnected from you, or maybe you feel disconnected from Him. Maybe you've been praying and you've been calling out to God and you've been pleading for Him to, to in, in intervene in your situation. You've been calling out to Him for help in your life. And maybe as a result, you just feel like you're on the outside. But let me ask you a question. Who truly is on the outside? Are you on the outside or is God on the outside? Because at the end of the day, God is right where He has always been. And God wants to meet you right where you are. 
And most importantly, it's, an under, it's very important for you to understand that God made you so that He could love you. And there's nothing more that God desires than to have a relationship with you. But God is never going to force Himself upon you. God is never going to force you, if you will, to love Him back. God loves us. He he initiated that love and he, he created us and he wants, he invites us to love him back, but he's never going to force himself upon us. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I often hear from people is that sometimes people, you know, just feel like, you know, they're on one side and God is on the other side. Well, let me just, let me just kind of put it to you in this way. It would be kind of a strange to try to have a relationship with someone whom you're never around. In other words, if you want to have a connection with someone, if you really want to have a close relationship with someone, it's always helpful when you're together in the same house, right? But how difficult and awkward would it be if that person that you're trying to have a relationship with is on the inside and you're on the outside? It would be like you trying to scream and communicate at the top of your voice to the person on the inside while you're standing on the outside. And often maybe you want to try to get close to the person. You want to experience that person's presence. But maybe the only thing that you have the opportunity to experience is maybe just that person's presence passing by, maybe through the window. So at the end of the day, here's the thing you got to understand. There are many people who are trying to call out to God. Many people are trying to experience God's presence and they're trying to hear God's voice because I hear that all the time. People say, I just wish I could hear God's voice a little clearer and I wish I could just experience God's presence a little better. But the problem is, is they're trying by opening a door that cannot be opened when we're using the words, God, help me. Because here's the thing that's so important. It's not that God does not want us to call upon him for help. No, God invites us. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says that he is close to the brokenhearted and he, he cares for those who are crushed in spirit. But here's the thing that I want you to understand, because this is vitally important. The secret to God's presence, ready for this, is through thanksgiving. It's not by calling out for help. No, the secret to God's presence is thanksgiving. Let me prove it to you. Because in Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5, it says it this way. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. So today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to learn how to enter God's presence with thanksgiving. And one of the ways that we're going to do that, you ready for this? is through singing. That's right. We're going to do it through singing because nothing, absolutely nothing makes you aware of God's presence faster than when we sing praises to our God. Now, I know that some of you may be at home. You might even be, you know, 
Um, hopefully you're not driving down the road watching this, but you may be in a place where you may, be, may not be able to sing out loud, but that's okay because here's the thing. If you're anything like me, okay, uh, chances are, um, you know, you may not have the greatest voice in the world. You, maybe you don't have the voice of someone like Adele or Justin Bieber or one of my favorites from back in the day, Luther Vandross. You know what I'm saying? So here's the deal. Maybe you don't have their kind of talent, their kind of voice. Maybe you can't sing like they can, but it doesn't mean you can't sing. I always like to tell people that, you know, <laughs> when it comes to, 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 you know, my singing capability, uh, I always like to tell people I'm a I'm a I'm a prisoner of singing. In other words, I'm always a, always I'm always a little behind a few bars, and I always have the wrong key. If you know what I mean. So for some of us, maybe you can relate to that because we just kind of are glad that the Bible teaches us that we don't have to sing per se. We can simply make a joyful noise to the Lord. So listen, maybe that's all you can do, but I'm here to tell you that is the key. That is the secret to experiencing God's presence. It's when we sing praises to Him and we come to Him with an attitude of gratitude. We come to Him with thanksgiving. So today, here's what the scripture wants to remind us with. Because you may be asking yourself the question, well, how am I supposed to sing if I really don't have the ability to sing, if all I can make is a joyful noise? Well, God wants you to know that's enough. And here's the reason why. Because the scripture says it this way, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. So today, here's the thing that I want us to do. Write this down if you're taking notes. God wants us to sing with expectancy and freedom. That's it. God wants us to sing with expectancy and freedom. In Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5, it says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and go into His courts with praise. You ought to just simply underline or underscore the words enter and go. And the reason why is because those are indicating that, listen, the doors to God's presence are wide open. Listen, God is inviting us into His very presence. In fact, one of the things that's so important for us is that when we enter into the presence of God through singing, through worship, as we're entering in with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving, we need to come with a sense of expectancy and freedom. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. In Matthew chapter 9, there's an interesting thing that took place. Jesus had just got through uh, raising back to life a girl, a little girl that had died. He had also, in the midst of all of that, had um, experienced a moment, an encounter with a woman who had been sick for years with an issue of blood. And when she reached out to touch the hem of his garment, she was instantly healed. Two blind men approached Jesus and they were desiring for Jesus to heal him. And it says this, as Jesus went from from there to, from, from on, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out. They said, Have mercy on us, son of David. And when he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and 
He asked, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. What does that say? What that says is that these two blind men had a spirit of expectancy. In other words, when they had the opportunity to get near Jesus, they believed with all of their hearts that Jesus had the ability to supernaturally heal them and to deliver them and to open up, to, and to open up their blind eyes. And I just need you to know that, listen, regardless of who you are or what your circumstances are, listen, when we have a spirit of expectancy, When we come to God and we enter into his presence with thanksgiving, guess what? That simply means that we come to him with confidence and we're expecting God to do something powerful and special in our lives. You know, it's interesting to me that when you think about the importance of gathering together physically with other believers in corporate worship. And I realize for those of you that are watching today, maybe you don't have the physical ability to actually experience corporate worship with others, and that's perfectly okay. We are grateful for technology because you are, you know, getting to experience this right there in your situation. But at the same time, there are many who do have the ability to experience, you know, physical corporate worship where they're gathering with other people. And it's always amazed me how a lot of people will actually approach going to church intentionally by showing up about 20 minutes late. And one of the reasons for that is because often when you ask them like, hey, why are you always so late? And here's what I've heard many, many times over the last 20 years as a pastor. I will hear this statement. A lot of times people will say, well, I'm just not really into the music. I'm just here for the message. And every time I hear somebody say that, my heart breaks. And the reason why is because they are cheating themselves. They're robbing themselves from what it is that God wants to do in the atmosphere of corporate worship. Why is that so important? Because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of His people. Listen, God wants us to enter into His presence. Listen, it's so vitally important when we think about just the impact of being in the atmosphere, being in the presence of not only God's people, but being in a place where the atmosphere of a miracle-working God, the one who is able to bring the dead girl back to life, the one who is able to change and transform a woman's life, the one who is able to actually open the eyes of the blind. It is He that we are coming into the presence of, and it is He that we are coming with gratitude and thanksgiving and singing praises because of who He is and all of the good things that He has done for us. You know, one of the things that I uh, heard about uh, a number of years ago that I thought was really, really cool. Because when you think about it, man alive, there is just something about freedom that we have when we're in an atmosphere of worship. And when you understand who God is and all that He's done for us, and we come with that kind of expectancy, man, there's a freedom that comes with that. 
Because, listen, not only does God deliver us from so many things, but, man, it's just awesome to know that we can have the freedom. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So because of God's power and God's presence, there's freedom in all of that. I read recently this amazing article about the uh, Marine Corps Air Station in New River, North Carolina, and also they have the same thing there in Sherry Point, South Carolina. Both air stations, they have signs in front of the, in front of the air base there and also throughout the city limits. And what they're doing is they're warning all of the people passing through of the noise because of the fighter jets that are taking off and they're coming in for their landing. And here's what the signs say. This is the warning to all of the people who are passing through those cities. And it says, pardon the noise. That is the sound of freedom. Let me tell you something, man, when you enter into the presence of God and you come into his gates with thanksgiving and you come with a spirit of expectancy and you have that expression of freedom that you are worshiping God with, let me tell you something, it is liberating and it is life-changing. God just does something powerful when God's people come together and we're able to worship Him and we're able to sing praises to His name. This number, the second way that we sing praises to God is not only through with having a, a, a to sing expectant, with expectancy and freedom, but the other thing is to sing with joy and gladness. In Psalm one twenty two verse one, it says it this way: David said, "I was glad." When they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Notice he didn't say, I'm sad. No, he said, I'm glad. And I think that's often the attitude of a lot of people. They look at getting up and physically going to church as, as though it's something that they have to do or something that they're supposed to do as opposed to something they get to do. Man, we, th- that ought to be the highlight of our week. Man, that ought to be the most exciting time for us to be able to go with that spirit of expectancy and freedom, know it's, knowing that it's an opportunity and we get to go into the house of the Lord. Listen, praise and worship is not something that we have to see as an obligation. We ought to see it as an opportunity to enter into the very presence of God. Let me tell you something. One of the things the Bible is very clear on, and that is that joy is one, of the, is one of the fruits of the Spirit. In other words, it's an inside job. And so when you think about the situations and the circumstances of life, here's the thing. Joy is not determined by what's going on around me. No, joy is determined by what's going on inside of me. And I think that's so important for us to remind ourselves when it comes to the whole attitude that we bring into our time of singing praises to God. We ought to come with joy. We ought to come with our hearts filled with joy because of who God is and because of all that He has done for us. Us. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, the Apostle Paul said it this way. And he was talking about being filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. And he likened it in many ways 
to the same type of uh, control, if you will, that alcohol has on a person's body when they are under the intoxication of alcohol. And it says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. He said, instead, be filled the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. And then notice, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Listen, we are too blessed to be stressed. You ever heard of that statement before? Maybe you've seen, I've seen t-shirts, people walking around that says, too blessed to be stressed. Well, let me tell you something. You cannot be stressed and you can't be grateful at the same time. Listen, when we're stressed, listen, you have the ability to start focusing on what you can't control. You start focusing on the wrong thing. But we need to remind ourselves that when we're blessed, it's far more beneficial to our lives spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and even physically than reminding ourselves about how stressed that we really are. Let me tell you something. Whatever you do, do not let the devil rob you of your joy. There's a lot of things right now in our culture today. There's a lot of distractions. There are a lot of things that are competing for your time, your affections, your attention. But at the end of the day, we cannot allow the enemy to rob us from the very thing that God wants us to have and to live with, and that is a spirit of joy. You know what's interesting? The Bible says, the joy of the Lord, Nehemiah said this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, when we're worried and we're preoccupied and we're weighed down by all of the circumstances of life, listen, we can either choose to focus on those things or we can focus on who God is, what He's capable of doing, and we can focus on the fact that, listen, when we come into His presence and we're singing with a joyful heart, we're singing with thanksgiving. Listen, God has the ability to do the supernatural in our lives. God is the one who can take the burden that we're carrying off of our shoulders. God is the one who can open doors of opportunities where there doesn't seem to even be a way. Listen, God is the one who can bring forth the miracles in our lives, but we have to be willing to come to Him with that spirit of expectancy and to come to Him with a spirit of joy and with gladness. You know, and in, in, uh, the third thing that's so important for us to remember when it comes to this issue of, of, of singing praises unto the Lord, it's also to sing with praise and thanksgiving in every area of our life. In fact, in Psalm 147, it says, sing out your thanks to the Lord and sing praises to our God. In other words, abundance flows into your life when gratitude flows out of your heart. I'll repeat that. Abundance flows into your life when gratitude flows out of your heart. One of the most encouraging uh, stories of, um, I think, of just transformation that took place was when Paul and Silas, they were in Rome. And, you know, many of you may remember where they were, um, you know, preaching the gospel. 
And unfortunately, they ended up getting thrown into prison. In fact, they were stripped and they were beaten. They were, they were tied. They were actually bound to a prison guard. And the Bible says that at midnight, in, in, in Acts 16, verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. And as a result of this moment, listen, in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of being chained to a prison, uh, to a prison guard, in the midst of circumstances that were beyond their control, they could have been stressed out. They could have been worried. But here's what they chose to do. They took their worry and they turned it into worship. And I love the fact that the Bible says that they begin to sing with psalms and with hymns to God. And as a result, the other prisoners were listening. In other words, their worship suddenly became a witness. And we, many of you may know the story that suddenly a great earthquake took place. The foundations were shaken. The prison doors were open. The prisoner, the prison guard that Paul and Silas were chained to was so worried and he was so scared. He asked them, what should I do to give my life to Jesus? And Paul and Silas right there in the middle of a prison cell had the opportunity to lead the man to faith in Jesus Christ. And as a result, his entire household was saved as a result of that. Let me tell you something. God can turn whatever it is that you're going through. Listen, he can turn things around. But we have to have that, that praise and thanksgiving in our hearts when we come to him. So therefore, when we sing, we had to come with expectancy and with freedom. When we come to the Lord in our singing, we got to understand that, listen, through all of that, God wants us to sing with joy and he wants to sing with gladness and he wants us to sing with an attitude of praise and thanksgiving. So with all of those things in mind, here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want you to write down five things right now that you're stressed and worried about. Whatever it is, it could be your finances, it could be a, a son or a daughter that's not living for the Lord. It could be a job situation, maybe a, a lack of a job that maybe you're going through. Maybe there's just a physical crisis or a setback that you're going through with your health. But write down five things right now that has you stressed. And then here's the other thing I want to challenge you to do. I want to challenge you to write down five things that you're thankful for. Five things that you're thankful and grateful for. Now here's the deal. You have a choice to make. And the choice is, are you going to focus on the things that you're stressed over or are you going to focus on the things that God has blessed you with? Because at the end of the day, you can't do both. My challenge to you is to think about those things and to focus on those things when it comes to God's blessings and benefits in your life. Because we are, we are too stressed. Excuse me, we are too blessed to be stressed. And God wants us, if anything, He wants us to come and He wants us to enter into His presence. And what's the key to opening the door to God's presence in our life? It is thanksgiving. And so today I want to invite you to join me in a word of prayer. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, can I just say that uh, maybe today as you're watching this, God has been challenging you about some things in your life when it comes to trusting Him more. Maybe when it comes to 
you know, focusing on things that you could and should be focusing on rather than all the things that the enemy is using to defeat you and discourage you. And maybe today you just need to think about those things that you've maybe that you should write down as far as the things that are causing stress and then those things that you can truly say, God has blessed me in these areas. And ask God to give you the strength to focus on those things of blessings rather than the things the enemy wants to use to defeat you and discourage you. Maybe some of you that are watching today, maybe you kind of feel like you're that outsider. Maybe you've been trying to experience God's presence or hear God's voice and the only thing you have been trying to do is to simply maybe just in your own way you've been trying to reach out to God and he just seems so distanced to you distanced to you well can I just say that maybe right where you are what you need to do more than anything is just to simply open up your hands and surrender and just say God here I am because God wants to meet you right where you are Listen, all he wants to do is he wants to have a relationship with you. But you must be willing to admit to God that you're a sinner and in need of a Savior. And it all begins by opening up the door of your heart and inviting Christ to come into your life. And if that's your need today and that's your desire is to know him, would you be willing to pray this prayer? You can say something like this. Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner. And by faith, I believe that Jesus died and he arose again for me. And today I'm inviting Jesus into my life to to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Hey, if you happen to have prayed that prayer just then, would you do me a huge favor? If you're watching right now on the website, would you just click that I decided button? Or if you're watching through Facebook or maybe in another platform, just type in those words, I decided. We want to send you a link that will be a a free book that we've provided for you. And it will be a great next step in your spiritual journey. It will answer spiritual questions you have and it will help you get started in your new faith. And I also want to invite you to join me next week for something that we're calling Jumpstart. It's just a simple step for you to take. It's a Zoom call and uh, just type in Jumpstart in the link there and we'll shoot you a Zoom link so you can join with us because I will walk you through some steps that you can take to begin growing in your new spiritual journey. Hey, we love you guys. Don't forget, listen, start singing those songs this week, those songs of Thanksgiving, because that is the key that opens the door to God's presence in your life. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.